we just had an outpouring of support in the community. And I drove around in my Honda Element throughout <laughs> to Cleveland, to Lafette, to all over the Chattanooga region and picked up bicycles and met incredible people and had great conversations at a time where COVID is at the peak and, you know, I'm wrestling with should I go out or should I not? And just in faith, just went and did it. Mm-hmm. And here we had, then we collected about 40 bicycles in the backyard. And and that really gave us the confidence to know that, hey, this is a good idea and people are supporting it. So let's move forward. Let's see, let's see where we can take this. Welcome to the Startup Heroes Podcast, a place to learn about business from local Chattanooga superheroes sharing their entrepreneurial journey, their superpowers, kryptonite, sidekicks, and villains. You'll learn about the principles and actions it took these founders to build their dreams and hopefully be inspired to do the same. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Startup Heroes. I'm Chris Wood. I'm Dylan Wisnett. And today we have Blake Pierce. And uh, thanks for joining us, Blake. This is exciting. Yes, uh, glad to be here. Uh, first, I'd like to say uh, congratulations to you, Chris, okay. for uh, being and your crew at uh, Be Caffeinated for um, becoming startup um, of the year. Thanks. So, congratulations on that. Congratulations yeah, dream come uh, true. Chattanooga <laughs> Startup Week. So, thank you. Glad to be here with such an amazing group. Well, we feel the same. Uh, Blake is with. White Oak Bicycle Co-op. They are doing some amazing stuff. They got their 501c3 status this year, right, in January? Um, yes, yes. It came through uh, right at the tail end of last year. So it's okay. that, that you know, when it comes in the mail, and um, it looks like a rejection letter. but <laughs> in, And so you nervously open it because you waited four months for it, and it was like right timing to kind of wrap up the year. But we really started strong. It's like a college uh, acceptance letter. Yeah, but. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things. Did I make sure that I uh, fill out every you know box correctly? Yeah. Otherwise, rejection. Okay. Well, you got it. And y'all's goal. Give us a like thirty second elevator pitch of what White Oak Bicycle Co-op is. So um, it's pretty simple. We take uh, your used bicycles, um, we refurbish them, and then we turn around and we try to find them a good home. So we partner with uh, organizations locally, um, like the. Um, Salvation Army's Homeless Program, um, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and other organizations that are serving our community. And we, you know, supply them with bicycles in order for them to use for transportation or for physical activity or just for fun. So you sell them to people? No, we don't. And uh, we just, uh, the bikes that that are donated to us, uh, we refurbish them and then we pay for the parts and we, we... take care of all that and when they go on they go out to the park to be given away to, to children and they go into the organization they look just as new as is when they've come off the shelf so awesome. uh, for as long as we can we'll we'll be giving away bicycles that's great uh who so why why bicycles what started this why are you giving away bikes <sighs> yeah that's uh that's a great question <laughs> <laughs> well I say a lot to our our crew is is that um, it's not really about the bicycles. It's the community and and the individuals that we're that we're serving. And um, you know, I learned that lesson uh, from a dear friend of mine, Ryan Keller, years ago. Um, uh, I first met Ryan. He was a freshman in uh, UTC, 
And he comes in my office, and he, he I was an academic advisor. We were there to discuss his courses for the next term. And he says, hey, I need to switch my major. I was going to be a dentist, and now um, I, I just want to go out, and I want to help people. And I know I want to do it in some way with um, outdoor recreation. Mm-hmm. And um, something was different about what he was saying. You know, there was really meaning and purpose behind it, and and it, I was just drawn to it. And like he eventually, genuine yeah, just genuine. And it was rare to see that, you know, in eighteen year olds. You know, students they change their major often the first year. We're still trying to figure yeah. things out, and um, to have that conviction so early on. And 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 the story goes on is that. He traveled across um, the U.S. and learned everything that, you know, he needed to learn to start a um, after-school program here uh, in Chattanooga at Delwood Middle School um, with a partner, uh, Clark Brewer, and um, they started Bridge Chattanooga. And he was, you know, I got to see him all along the way and kind of grow into that. Mm-hmm. So um, at the time, I was kind of mentoring him through things in life and, and little did I know that I was just learning the entire time as well. Yeah. And and those lessons that I learned then is now are now being applied um, to our organizations. That's incredible. Yeah. So his story lives on, and and I think that's powerful, and that's something that um, really proud that we can make happen. Yeah, that's great. So did you guys already know? things about bicycles or did you just hey that guy is riding yeah. a bike let's so the bicycles came along um the idea came along with with our neighbors um who who just came together there in red bank um, um covid presented an opportunity for many of us to work from home and that had allowed us to do different things now and and we decided that you know hey let's use our time to find a way where we can serve our community. And we did that by just trying to go out and find some bicycles. And we did just by word of mouth. And, you know, when we have bikes in your closet or, or one that, you know, yeah, that you need to get rid of. Yeah. yeah. And they're sitting, and we collected a few and, and we, we found homes for them. And then the idea kind of just grew from that. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, that worked. And, and so can we do it again? And we did. And then it really um, took off, and our mission was sealed in, towards the end of 2020 when uh, WRCB uh, did a story on us, um, Grace McKenna, and she highlighted our work. And right after that, um, we just had an outpouring of support in the community. And I drove around in my Honda Element throughout <laughs> to Cleveland to Lafette to all over the Chattanooga region and picked up bicycles and met incredible people and had great conversations at a time where COVID is at the peak and, you know, I'm wrestling with should I go out or should I not? And just in faith, just went and did it. And here we had, then we collected about 40 bicycles in the backyard. And, and that really gave us the confidence to know that, hey, this is a good idea, and people are supporting it. So let's move forward with it. Let's see. Let's see where we can take this. Yeah, yeah. So we set our goal. Just pulled it, pulled it, um, just out of the air. Let's try to give away a bike a week in twenty uh, twenty one, and um, here we are. So fifty two bikes. Yeah, fifty two bikes uh-huh. a year, 
And uh, today in October, as we close out October, we are uh, over 104 bikes. Oh, my gosh. So we've doubled the number. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, um, you know, that wouldn't be possible without the Chattanooga community coming together and, and supporting us with their donations of bicycles. Um, that that's a key to it, and, and we are always being good stewards of those and making sure that we're reaching out to our community partners and making sure that those are going to a good home. That's awesome. And so, yeah, it's been a, it's been an incredible ride this year to kind of see the growth. Yeah. So, what are what were some of your biggest hardships, kind of starting out, uh, working out the kinks? Uh, yeah. it, it is a business, even though it's a nonprofit, and you don't you know take money for the bike. So. What are some things that you had to go well, through that you weren't expecting? Um, it's a three-letter word. Mm-hmm. I-R-S. <laughs> so what does that say, Brad? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was the big, you know, to become a nonprofit, you have mm-hmm. to fill out this really long form, and, and, and it's really detailed, and, and pay, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for it. And it, it's a daunting task. It can be a daunting task. Sure. And I think it, it's a barrier to a lot because it's so the IRS is feared. And I really, that was that first thing I had to get over to say, you know what, let's roll the dice. Let me, let's feel, figure this out. Let's put this together and let's just see if we can get it submitted and be approved. And you send it in the mail. You get that letter at the end of December. You're sweating. You're thinking, oh, I'm going to have to go through it again open it up and there it is and it's like oh okay now it's real now it's real and i encourage those who who are out there and they have these ideas and, and on the organization or nonprofit side that it's not as frightening as as it's made out to be mm-hmm. um, there's work involved and and luckily the internet has you know Google searches can provide you a lot of good information. To Probably even YouTube yeah. videos on yeah, how YouTube, to fill yeah. out a 501c3. So um, I would encourage those with those ideas um, to um, move forward with it yeah. because you can do it. And you could still, you know, run, you know, the organization out of your backyard for right now as, we, you know, as we we are kindly doing the basements around Red Bank and until we eventually have our location. Yeah. But those things hasn't has not stopped us from continuing to grow as organizations while we figure things out. That's awesome, beautiful. So there's obviously a lot of work, like you said. There is a lot of stuff to do. You got to fix a lot of stuff. What is your superpower, and Wide Oak Bicycle Co-op superpower in general? It's the people. Um, we follow a little non-traditional bicycle cooperative model. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times with bicycle co-ops in town, it, it's uh, their community bicycle um, shop where you would come in and, and perhaps you would pay a little bit amount of money for a bicycle or you may get it for free, but you had to, you know, work on it there or or you would have to attend so many classes or other things in order to achieve that bicycle, get get the bicycle. And, and what we found the gap was, and, and that model has been applied here, and and it works. And but our for our purposes, we saw the gap in just getting the bicycles on the street, mm-hmm. and really recognizing that um, that there was a need to just get them out. And our superpower has been the the staff who's come on board to to make all that happen. 
And that goes from Andrew Jones and Christian Gonzalez, who are the other co-founders of this organization, to the rest of our staff who, who just, you know, commit their time. Um, we're all volunteers. We all work our nine-to-fives, and, and we just believe in, in serving our community, and we're choosing to do it through bicycles. And, and we really, you know, have, I think, grown because of the people that we have. Uh, what's your superpower? Um, I think uh, my superpower is the belief that get good things can still happen in this world. Um, our organization was born because of COVID, mm-hmm. and and we all have this belief that that things can be better, and we're trying to do that in our own little way. And I think having that belief that, and then the will to follow through with it. I think we all, we have ideas. I have a million, I'm an idea guy. I have plenty of them. If you need an idea, give me a call. I can get you one. <laughs> but you have to have the follow through uh, to make these things happen. I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk yesterday and the line was, uh, ideas are crap. They're nothing without execution. Yeah. So you're hundred percent spot. Yeah. Eric Thomas' secret to success, in, in the midst of it, he's t- he tells this story, and I don't know if the story is true or not, but it's about Beyonce, and she was taking an out. She was recording an album, and she just went in there, and, and she just went in, and then three days later, she came out. Wow. Because she was so in tune with what she was doing. And when I first heard that, I was like, okay, like, really? Like, what does that mean? Now I know what it means. Because in order to have the idea and have the will to push forward, sometimes you have to go in. You just have to create the time and the space to to create and and do it. Fully immerse yourself. Yeah. And and then when you come out on the other side, you're like, wow. Wow. What was this? And I know you you all probably see it as well. I mean, if you look backwards a month, you're like, where was B caffeinated a month ago, <laughs> or you know, six months ago? Yeah, and and that's sort of where we are when we look back as well. Like, yeah. and and I think um, it's been an amazing experience seeing all that grow and being a part of that. Yeah, I mean, you guys came out of nowhere, and now you're. I feel like you're. I guess in my circle, at least, you're definitely a household name already. Um, so I guess, yeah. Speaking of yeah. names, why White Oak Bicycle? Like, what? Where did that come from? Yeah, if you go onto our website, um, which is uh, whiteoakbicycle.org, currently our home screen, if, if you look at it, like, wh- why is this their home screen? It's a road. Um, if you open up on your computer, you'll see a sign on that side that actually points you to White Oak Park there in Red Bank. I encourage you, if you haven't been over there in a while, to come over to the city of Red Bank and, and check out the new White Oak Connector Trail. But... What the picture is really of, based upon my historical understanding of the area, is is that is where the name White Oak came from. Um, White Oak was an area where I, I'm, you know, the polluted downtown Chattanooga. There was a, you know, you wanted to seek refuge. You want to go to a park to find a green space, like we're all doing, you know, that we enjoy doing now. Uh, and the cemetery was over there, and that provided that space, and. Um, there's a creek that comes or a spring that comes out of the side of the hill there and it, and it washes away the roots of the trees 
and it's it's beautiful. And so you have these big oak trees with with their roots washed away and exposed and and people would just come and just sit and hang out and it was like that was white oak. And you know, we yes, we have we have came out of nowhere and we've grown and and that has been phenomenal phenomenal. We want to go regional, we want to go national, and we want to eventually get shipping containers and send them abroad. But we cannot forget our community next door. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's all about. Well, and yeah. the picture that you painted of people coming to those exposed roots and hanging out and being together and just uh, you know, being that yeah, community. Yeah, community. That's, that's yeah. yeah, and I think in the community has good and the community has bad. Yeah. And, well, it's people. You know, yeah, yeah and it's people. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's other things that that within the community that – you know, we are now learning more about, um, which is that ties into the uh, Ed Johnson Memorial at the bridge um, that just opened here at the walking at the Walnut Street Bridge. Um, on there, you'll see a name, Alfred Blunt. Uh, I think twice he's mentioned in the memorial. Well, he's buried over in the White Oak area. And um, the Ed Johnson and Alfred Blunt have very similar stories. And I think there's opportunities to address that and honor that and, and, and you know, tie those things together so yeah. that we learn some of those lessons. Absolutely. And, and so I, I think that's part of community as well, yeah. is and that not, we have to have that. Not being an echo chamber and uh, having people that think differently than you look differently than you because yeah. the world is not one color or one idea. It's this beautiful mishmash of so many different things and they're typically more beautiful together. So that's yeah. really cool. And I think we can do that. And, and that's what it goes back to, you know, I have hope and I have a belief that we can do that, that we can pull together and, and address these things. Those of us who can, can pull together and address some of these major issues that are going on. A group of volunteers in Red Bank are trying to do that in a very small way using bicycles. Find your friend group. Find your coworkers. Find out what your bicycle is. And do it. Yep. And you'll be amazed what happens. Yeah. And believing in in the hope and the beauty of stuff is a lot more fun than being constantly negative. Yeah. Yeah. And it you know, it, it, we're we're inundated with negative. You know, we can't even turn on anything without negative. <laughs> the news thrives on negative. Yeah. But when we give away a bicycle and we, and, and we see a child just take it and, you know, take off and just have a smile on their face, I mean, that's – it makes you want to do more of that work yeah. than, than looking at some of the other things that are going on. Or, yeah. uh, before we switch over to Kryptonite, I want to know, kind of on that note, what is so far been your favorite um, bike giving event or interaction? You told me a story, I think, a couple weeks ago. Um, you showed me the picture of the really happy people. Is there something that really sticks in your mind and uh, kind of pushes you forward when you're really tired of paperwork or, you know? 
Yeah, it's, I mean, there's so many answers to that question. I mean, just so many people that have, that have made an impact on this organization and, and opportunities that, that that has happened in, bike, in interactions that, that are just tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really think that our events at White Oak Park are like, they stand out the most to me because, I mean, that was our pie-in-the-sky idea mm-hmm. at a time where, you know, White Oak Park wasn't being used very often. We wanted to say, hey, can, do you think that we can also give, a, give, we can give away bikes, but do you think we can also give away bikes plus bring people to the park and bring those together at the park? And with our partnership with the Trust for Public Land, mm-hmm. we did that. Yeah. And so each of the, you know, events really stand out to be because they're growing. And we more people. We had a um, child from over an hour away at the last event drove in to get a bicycle. Wow, that's awesome. Drove to White Oak Park in Red Bank to get a bicycle. And that those kind of things stand out. Yeah. You know, we go out and we share you know, we'll we'll go out and we say, hey, this is what we do and come to this event, never knowing if someone's going to show up or not. We, we genuinely want folks to show up, but then they do. And it's like, wow, wow, gives us total validation of what we're doing in, in a way yeah. that, that, yes, let's continue to move forward. So, Blake, uh, now we're going to go to Section 3 of Kryptonite. Um, so what is your kryptonite? And to be more specific, what drains you? I guess, you know, uh, being on the computer <laughs> uh, drains me. We're such a uh, technology-driven society right now. Um, but I really think that, you know, things change, did change over COVID, but maybe we're spending more time on computers than we were before. And I, I just, the more and more I'm on there, which is, goes back to the news and all the other things, it, it becomes like this negative place sometimes. And some, you know, so using kind of time that, that I have to focus on that. While it is important, it's one of those things that, that you know, I have to kind of balance in a way because I want to be just working on the bicycles and, and giving them the kids and also going into the classroom and teaching students about how this works, about how they can have their idea just like Ryan did in the classroom, and we can walk through how to make that happen. And so both of those are real important to me. And so um, having to take the time to, for the technology it's like, no, I just want to go out, but it is important, and uh, it's something that I'm avidly working on. For sure, for sure. Where do you think White Oak could improve the most? Hiring <laughs> someone to be on the computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, we are looking for a, yes, yes. All all things IT, <laughs> we have that. Um, and I think that's that could be an improvement. Um you know, we, as I mentioned before, we are, we are as about as grassroots as you can get, um, being in our basements and, and, and backyards and making this happen. 
So I, I think one of the ways that we can improve would be to bring on more volunteers, but until we kind of have the space, the next level of space that we need, um, that, that proves to be a little bit difficult. So I, I really think that we can expand it. Just like there's, there, I know there's plenty of, of folks here in Chattanooga, the outdoor capital of the world, that know how to work on bicycles and want to support initiatives that we're doing. And, and we are trying to, you know, find that space so we can bring everyone together who wants to tackle this. And, and I think that's where, that's one area of improvement that, I'm, that we are constantly working to resolve. Uh, if you could go back in time to when you guys first started White Oak and you knew what you do right now, what, would you do anything differently? I don't think so. Yeah. Awesome. So you're pretty I think, happy. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I just think that we, it was grown as a group. The cooperative is the people. And I don't think, I, I think we've, we've just grown in the right way and we've, grown together and strengthen our relationships even even as neighbors and everything we, we are a closer group because of that and i don't know if i want to go back and change that fantastic yeah so if white oak has an arch nemesis what is their superpower and what gives them the advantage over you um our nemesis is lack of funding <laughs> <laughs> Currently, um, um, you know, we're, we're pretty unique in what we're trying to offer here. And we positioned ourselves to, you know, fill a certain gap. And so as far as at the moment having competition, we don't have anyone to chase down to be number one podcast in Chattanooga. But we, we are, you know... I think really, really trying to address, okay, we, we're an organic small bicycle group and we obviously need to eventually grow, grow into funding and being posi more positioned for that. Um, and so I think that that's one of the things where we want to be working towards. So where do you see White Oak going next? Like what's the, what's the plan? International. International. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I really cannot wait to send Christian Gonzalez with a big container of bicycles down to Cuba. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic because I believe this model that we've created, I was, as I was saying before, where though you take what whatever your medium is and use it, we're using bicycles. And so we're able to kind of scale that out, and I hopefully will scale it out to to where we can send it beyond Chattanooga. We can send it throughout the state of Tennessee. We can send it throughout the southeast. And we can get those shipping containers filled. That's excellent. And if, if one of our audience members want to find more about White Oak, where could they do so? Pay us a visit at uh, whiteoakbicycle.org. Um, we always try to keep that updated with the various things we have going on. Check out our events page. You can always find us out and about in the community. So we would love to uh, stop by, get a sticker, say hello, figure out how to volunteer. You don't know this yet, but you also have an Instagram now. 
Oh, I have. Okay, do we have <laughs> someone to run it? Because I, that you know, that's our kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, it'll be you for now. But oh, okay. uh, Nate uh, started making it. So oh, and, and awesome! A, in a couple of days, yeah. we'll hand the reins over and teach you how to yeah. use it. But uh, awesome! Yeah. So I think I'll definitely. Do y'all yeah. remember what the at was for it? I think if you just type in White Oak Bikes, yeah. At White Oak Bikes on Instagram. Yeah. At the time of release, yeah. it should be there. So. That's uh, that's awesome. <laughs> now I have to go find someone to run it. <laughs> we just got tired of doing stuff with you and not having anyone to tag. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, um, to address that, we, I mean, we're taking a more of an old traditional approach where we're, we're going through um, old media channels um that that have kind of gone by the wayside so making phone calls and showing up and meeting and and shaking hands when appropriate um but you know going back to those roots and and trying to grow within and i think that's made us a stronger community whether that's the the individual all the way out to the individuals who are giving us bicycles and somehow without all these things that we're told that we have to have, we've been able to do something. Now, granted, I'm not going to say that if we ever want to go international, we're going to have to have this. But just so far, it, it's worked, and and really, I think, strengthen our um, organization and the community around it by taking those personal approaches to our communications, to our marketing, and to our outreach. And Blake, is there anything that we haven't gone over that you want people to know? You can always donate your bicycles to us that are not being used. We can definitely um, uh, use them. And, what are your drop-off points? Uh, be caffeinated, uh, both locations. And we have uh, various shops uh, around town who partnered with us to, uh, to be drop-off points. Um, also, the Red Bank Fire Department and Recycling Center. If you can go on our website and you can find out those drop-off points. And we also take parts and tires and tools and anything that you're needing to get rid of that you think could be uh, useful in refurbishing bicycles. And, and you take money? We can definitely use money, <laughs> especially for those who want to come on and volunteer with us. We, uh, we definitely, because once we have that space, that is where we want to bring in more of the community who, who want to come in and work on bikes and, and, and make an impact um, with us. Fantastic. What is your slogan? Or is that a, the bigger thing that's the slogan? Personally? Sure. I want both, actually. I didn't know there was a personal one. Yeah, that's even I, better. well, <laughs> um, there, there's probably many, um, but there's there's a painting up in the garage where we fit the bike, fits the bicycles, mm-hmm. uh, and it says, actually painted it up there on the wood. It's it says, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Mm. I think you all kind of touched on that a little bit beforehand where it's um you know on the outside everything looks cool and collected but there is work that is being done it's like a duck swimming yeah yeah (laughs) in order to uh do that so i mean i i think you know to to get to the point of calmness 
is is that you know that you are prepared to do what you're setting out to do. Yeah. And so I think that that kind of resonates for me. I, I actually saw it before I biked over here today. So that's probably why it just popped up in my head. And, and there's there's just other things. And but that, that that's one that stands out. And what's the child one? The slogan? Child. Every every child. Yeah. Oh yes yes. Um, Every Child Deserves a Bicycle is, is going to be our first um, of three initiatives. Um, we're, going to, we're going to try to do it region-wide, and where we're um, trying to partner with local governments and nonprofits and the university um, and organizations around town in order to increase um, that children's access to bicycles here in the Chattanooga region. And ultimately what we're trying to address is some of the health disparities disparities they're experienced in communities which are high rates of childhood obesity low rates of physical activity low access to tools needed to be physically active to be physically active those are some of the big um, objectives and goals that we're trying to address uh, through um, giving away bicycles that's awesome all right it's time for the finishing section of the podcast known as rapid fire we should eventually get a really cool sound to go there. It's like, like lasers, yeah. yeah. Well, we don't have that yet because we're not that cool. But rapid fire time. Uh, I would I'll like give you a bicycle bell. Ding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ding. Yeah. I'll do that if you get it right. No, it's not right answer. Uh, we're gonna stick to about thirty-ish seconds for each of these. If you need okay. to go longer, feel free. Yeah. There's no consequence. I'm not gonna hit you with a bike or something. But uh, yeah. So first question: What is your favorite book? First business book. And then not business book. Well, business. Um, I guess it's always the one that I'm currently uh, reading, I guess, <laughs> for the business one. And it, and it has this unfortunate timing with the um, um, with the net Netflix thing that's going on currently. And but the book I was in the middle of reading or beginning to read during this time was um, That'll Never Work by one of the Netflix, Netflix uh, founders. So mm. that would that's sort of the. You know, the idea of you having all these ideas, but in pitching them and maybe they'll work or maybe they're not, but really getting into the one that, that really fits you. Because everyone said Netflix wouldn't work. Yeah. Blockbuster yeah. had the chance to buy them for like a million bucks and they yeah. said no. And yeah. Now Blockbuster doesn't make sense. You just ruined the book. I wasn't finished yet. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> okay. Um, and then non-business. Yeah. Um, I guess. Um you know, one of the ones that I just finished recently was uh, the Contempt of Court, which is the Ed Johnson story. And I would encourage anybody who uh, is in the Chattanooga area and beyond mm -hmm. to read this story, to get the book and read beyond what's even at the memorial. It will blow your mind. And it will especially blow your mind to realize that it happened from where we are sitting, you know, less than, you know, about a half a mile. And it changed so many things in society. I mean, this book needs to be read by everybody. Every school child in Chattanooga eventually needs to go and read this and experience it because it is very impactful. That's awesome. And I think there is a lot to be learned from that story, and, and it needs to be shared. Cool. We heard it here. Uh, who was your biggest influence growing up and why? Wow, so many people. Um, biggest. <sighs> I would say my granddad, yep. you know, he fought in Korea. He was in the airborne. I mean, he was a, he was a tough guy and, uh, he never stopped learning. 
uh, when when I was in college, uh, just so happened my grandfather enrolled in the same college, so we <laughs> were like, you know, classmates. Because he just never wanted to stop learning, and and he was an inspiration to me. He's the one who kind of introduced me to riding bikes for exercise, and um, I mean, he was just a tough old guy. And, and whenever the you know he had a challenge, he pushed on through, and uh, he was really influ- influential on my life and the things and who I am today. It reminds me of an extremely goofy movie where Goofy goes to college with Max. Have you seen that? No. Uh, have you seen the Goofy movie? No. Okay. You need to watch both of them. Pretty those. much every movie is going to be a no. Well, you should watch those. Okay. It's a Disney cartoon <laughs> movie, but... All right. I'm, yeah, you should watch this. Your kids would like it. Uh, well, I guess the baby probably wouldn't yeah. know what was going on, but... Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a 13-year-old daughter named Ella, and um, I have a 10-month, uh, soon-to-be 11-month-old uh, daughter named Ryan, who is, who is named after... Uh, Ryan Keller, who I spoke of earlier. Oh yeah, at least one of them would enjoy the goofy. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> sure they would. No, day. they would both enjoy it. They would both enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite restaurant in Chattanooga? <sighs> I gotta go with Dubs. Dubs, okay. Yeah, Dubs and Red Bank. Yeah. Go see Jordan. What do you get? Whatever his special is, don't even argue with him. <laughs> Just go ahead and get it. Understood. Otherwise, get the kosher burger. Always the fries. You know, it's one of those life guilty pleasures, yeah. is dubs. Or you go on Wednesday, and I think they have a dollar ice cream, which is mm. a fantastic deal. Yum. What's your go-to coffee drink? Just black. Yeah? Yeah. And when you have good coffee, you can taste the difference. <laughs> yeah. And and so, uh, you know, like the ones you all roast. And so when you have black coffee, like, that's good. You don't need to add anything to it. True so that. I would, I would go with that. I love it. Who's your favorite superhero? I mean, obviously Superman now, yeah. right? I, I would, I would, I have to go with the S, right? Yeah, um, yeah I, I, you know, may, perhaps it is Superman. Up, up, and away. Let's go. Yeah, you know, and I think that's, you know, that's where we have to be sometimes. It's like let's go, and, and I think many of us sitting in this room right now, that's that's the track we're on. I'm trying for sure. What's your favorite song? Anything by Willie Nelson. Okay. Yeah. 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 Anything. Pretty That's much. Great. Probably songs that many folks don't know about. <laughs> so. Well, I grew up. My dad loves Willie Nelson. We lived in Texas for a while, so he was big into Willie Nelson, Jimmy Buffett, James Taylor. Yeah. Um, you know Morrison, all that. So. Yeah, That's, he tell it's a he has a very unique story, and I think he's an example of someone who can bring people together. Yeah. Because you can't really find many people who disagree with whether or not you like or not Willie Nelson. We all like, we <laughs> all love Willie Nelson. Everybody loves Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that's sort of, you know, you may, hey, we have our Willie Nelson approach to our organization where we want to bring everyone together yep. in, in a way to impact our community. It's probably without as many uh, extracurricular activities. Oh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> none of those. Uh, what's your favorite band? So the same answer, or yeah, I would I would have to say you know Willie Willie Nelson and family and about family. that okay. yeah <laughs> yeah they I mean um, I think you know it, it's about his being a poet and a storyteller not the you know radio hits is the other ones where he delves deep after my uh, we learned that my friend um, 
Ryan died, you know, I turned to Willie Nelson's you know, um, Yesterday's Wine album and from the 60s, and, and there's a song on there that, that talks about, like, trying to figure out, like, I'm trying to understand, like, God, what is going on here? Like, help me understand all this. And, and part of the song is saying, they're just things that you're not going to understand. Yeah. And so. That's that, life. Yeah. yeah, that's life. And so, yeah, Willie Nelson, any of those. And Who family. thought you could get that deep with Willie Nelson? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because it's all the songs you haven't heard. Yeah. Him yeah. and him and Billy Joel do, they're very good at painting pictures. With yeah. Songs. Like, Piano Man is by far my favorite song ever. And it's because mm-hmm. it's just, he's playing a movie in your head. It's not just, there was a guy sitting at a bar. It's like the politician and the waitress were sharing a drink they call loneliness, but it's better than drinking alone. And just... The, the pictures he paints, and I think Willie yeah. does the same thing. It's just really cool. Um, if you could meet anyone alive today, who would it be? Can I say Willie Nelson? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Can anybody around here make that happen? Because, oh, That man. would be cool. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, going back to tell more of his story, he had very humble beginnings and was raised by his grandparents, and, and they were going to take the children, and his grandmother fought to to save him and his sister, and they eventually grew up and played music in church and kind of grew up, and he never forgot home. And, you know, I think that's, you know, pretty impactful, and, and that has impacted me as I moved on from home and other things that, that we don't forget, you know, yeah, who we are and where we came from. That's beautiful. Uh, what's your favorite thing to make? Refurbished bicycles <laughs> to make them look real good. Yeah. So with that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where when we take, we can, and we don't do a great job of taking before and after pictures perhaps because we need some IT support. (laughs) Um, But that's one of the things when we'll get a rusty bicycle and we clean it up really well and then we make it into something beautiful where a child would not even know that this didn't come straight from the store. And so that, that's a pretty cool process to kind of go through and see happen. That's really cool. Uh, Harry Potter, Star Wars, or Lord of the Rings? I've only seen one of three, so I'll have to go with that one. Which you one? want to guess which one? Lord of the Rings? No. Star Wars? Yes. Yeah, Star Wars. But I, I do love the story. The which story episode? Of Star Wars. The middle ones, which were the first ones. Yeah. That's the right answer. Yeah, and not the first three <laughs> ones, okay? Yeah. Especially the first. The first three the that first. were filmed, but not the first three episodes. Yeah. Understood. Yeah, and I yeah. think there's even things now throughout, you know, watching them, Star Wars as a child and watching them an adult, that you can see it in a different lens. Oh, absolutely. And everything. You start, you, you identify start, with different characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just some and of the And then one conflict. day we'll identify with Yoda. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, are you listening to any podcasts right now? Y'all's. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> We're going to make it, right, number one in Chattanooga. Absolutely. And so I think you all are uh, on the way um, to do that. Thank you. Any other ones? No. Cool. I, I, I haven't, you know, the podcast would be for, like, traveling long distances now, and I, and I rarely get in the car for that time. And so um, I think that's kind of toned that down for a while outside of, you know, how stuff works or something that like that out every now and then. So, but now, you know, I think there's a lot to be learned from them and, and I'm, 
thinking more and more of, okay, this is another avenue of thought, especially as, as I grow and, and as our organization grows, it's probably pretty smart to be listening to others who are doing those things ahead of you. And so I think the podcast format um, provides that, and, and it's something that um, I think I will be incorporating in a more regular basis. I, uh, I'm about to lose my big podcast time because I listen to it on the way to work, and because I live 20 minutes away, mm-hmm. we're about to move to Red Bank, so it'll be like a five-minute commute. So I'm like, when am I going to yeah. listen to my podcast? So I'm going to have to start yeah. setting time aside for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you unwind when you're not at work? I think any time where I can get out for a run in the woods is, you know, we have so many amazing trails around this area and just really being able to get out in nature. I, I, I gained my love of hiking from my grandfather and, and we would go out to the Appalachian Trail together and you know, I really, really wasn't excited about it at the time. But again, I didn't know it. I, I wasn't aware of it, but now I understand it. And, and so being able to kind of get out in the woods and whether it's in downtown in Stringer's Ridge or going out to um, the Cumberland Trail, just anywhere where just running in the woods is just, ah, it's just beautiful. What's your favorite trail in town to bike on? The Wide Oak Connector <laughs> that that is uh, about to be complete in, um, in right outside of White Oak Park in Red Bank. <laughs> Uh, that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's so amazing to, to see that unfold and, and know that that is the first part to eventually swing this whole connection out to, um, hopefully Greenway farm and it, that's it. And so many times you hear, okay, they're going to put sidewalks over here, a trail over here, this, that, and the other. And is it happen? I don't know, but this has, yeah. And, and I see it as, wow, that, that's progression. So that right there is my favorite trail to ride, and I will happily continue to ride whatever trail connects to that to really promote that and yeah. showcase what, you know, bringing folks to the park and bringing people out to ride their bikes in this area. Just come on, let's do it. Let's make it accessible for all. Let's bring it into all the communities so yeah. that they, they have the opportunities. If uh, Do you have a bike trail bucket list kind of nationally or internationally that you'd love to ride on one day? Um, I would love to do, I mean, do the complete Natchez Trace. Mm. I've done sections of it several years ago. My wife and I, uh, we drove over to Florence, Alabama and biked yeah. down to Tupelo mm-hmm. to see Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson. <laughs> yeah, 75 oh. miles down and uh, we, we got a hotel and unpacked and and uh, went to the show the next morning we got up got our bikes and and biked back but um i think the natchez trace is is such a unique place and it's a place where if you are into road cycling you can go and just for hundreds of miles just be in this national park you know picture you know scenery and um that that's a really good one it's part of that in Mississippi. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it, it starts right outside of um, Franklin, Tennessee, yeah. at the uh, Loveless Cafe. So an ending point and where you can get your biscuits right afterwards. But uh, you can park there, and it'll take you all the way down um, to Natchez. Natchez, Mississippi. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, uh, one of my really good friends has family there, and I was like, oh, the Natchez Trace. 
and I uh, in Mississippi they call it Natchez, and I was like, okay, is Natchez. it not Natchez? Like, no, it rhymes with matches. Okay, I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> But yeah, so her yeah. Uh, her aunt has like a bakery down there and stuff. But there's like that. Have you seen the teepee in Natchez? It's it's crazy. No, it's, I haven't. Uh, I think it's a convenience store that's just a giant like Native American teepee, just in the middle of awesome. EFD sort Natchez. of like the pyramid in in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. like okay. And there's not very much in yeah. Natchez, so the fact that they have a giant teepee is really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh yeah, I, I hopefully one day I'll I'll be able to You'll bike all the way down there yeah. and, and see that. But even for driving, you can go over there and take a beautiful drive and outing if you want an alternative to going over to the Smokies or something like that. It's a yeah. great spot. That's awesome. All right. Well that ends our session of Rapid Fire and also the podcast. Uh Blake, thank you so much for joining us. This was awesome. I don't think we could have had a better first nonprofit group to to interview and be on here for it so we appreciate you guys um you know taking the time to learn more about uh our organization and supporting it absolutely very impactful awesome well uh thanks for joining us again this week Uh, again if you want to find more about white oak bicycle co-op you can go onto their website at whiteoakbicycle.org and they will also have an instagram very soon uh, hopefully we'll figure out how to how to use it and teach them how to use it. And we'll have a lot of fun events moving forward where uh, they hand out bikes to people that need them. Uh, thanks again for listening to Startup Heroes. This was Chris Wood. Dylan Wisnett. And Blake Pierce. Have a great rest of your day. This podcast brought to you by Hive Think Media. If you like this podcast and you want to stay in the know of what's going on with us, follow us at Hive Think Media on Instagram or check us out at hivethinkmedia.com. Thank you for listening.